0: What's happening, Mark? Hey, Johnny, how you doing there, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Tis the season to hang out with family and and do all sorts of fun stuff, you know. Tis tis the season. I, uh, it is, you know. I uh, I don't know. I think uh, I really enjoy the Thanksgiving time because you know my birthday's around this this time period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's almost always like it's never on Thanksgiving, but it's always in and around. Like my birthday's been Black Friday many times. Which you know, in my opinion, is the busiest shopping day of the year, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I have heard uh, something but you know, to that effect. <laughs> you know, I, it's I, I I woke up kind of to a, a rough surprise this morning, man. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it was supposed to be my mom's Thanksgiving, and she drove her way all the way all the way down here, and come to find out that Jessica's dad just decided to show up, completely Ooh. messing up our our very nice Thanksgiving rotation. But you know what? We're gonna we're gonna thank Baby Jesus that he made it here anyway. Thank thank Baby Jesus.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> welcome to welcome to uh, I almost said two wizards podcast. Welcome to Dang Old Podcast.
1: <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Oh shit. One of Ooh. these days we're gonna have like a weird crossover episode. It's gonna be real trippy. No one's gonna know what the hell <laughs> what? is going
0: on. Everybody, welcome to Dangle Wizards, where we're going to talk about uh, uh, Caninus Spiritus. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk to our. I will have you know, sir,
1: I am over three hundred years old.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ward. Oh my god! Oh god! Am I Ward, Johnny?
1: Am I Ward? Oh god! I work in a grocery store, and I say I'm a fucking wizard. Oh god!
0: Oh, there's I, the holiday depression come crashing down. <laughs> oh. The word if you have those little tiny finger symbols that he's got. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> oh, why do you so you're not keep there calling yet. me Mark? <laughs> okay, we just jumped way too oh. far ahead. Okay, one you bold did. step and cater to Malkuth. We did it the wrong way. Yes, welcome to Dangle Podcast. This is the weekly King of the Hill podcast where every now and then I, Mark, and my good buddy... Johnny, we get together and talk about King of the Hill, but sometimes we fall down a digression hole and that's what happened. But don't worry, guys. It's a Thanksgiving miracle. That's what happened. It's also real weird. We're recording this on Thanksgiving and Johnny, we have a Thanksgiving Day episode weirdly coinciding. Like once again, the same way it did with Halloween and we recorded like the week of Halloween. It's we did. It's awesome. It's fun. Anyway, let's dive into it. Let's talk some King
0: of the Hill, buddy. Let's do it, man. So our first episode this week is episode 41, Peggy's Pageant Fever. Uh, We have an original air date of November 10th, 1998. Um, So I don't know if this is a typo or not, but I believe our writer this episode is Norm Hitchcock instead of Norm Hiscock, but maybe it's a typo. Okay. I honestly, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to Google this real quick because I don't trust that wiki as far as I can (laughs) throw it and I can't throw it very damn far.
1: No. We're trying. We're, we're we're shaping them up. You're shaping them up. I know you're doing good
0: work over there. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, Peggy's pageant. fever. Uh, Norm Hiscock. Yeah, they f***ed up.
1: Okay. Cool. <laughs> wow. Okay. Shocker. Huh. You're telling me, Johnny, that the King of the Hill wiki got one. I do. I am shocked. They have a fairy book wiki.
0: <laughs> yes yes they do um, so I mean we've seen lots of stuff from from him up well not lots of stuff from him already but we know him from a lot of other uh, other entertainment materials um, we previously saw him do propane boom and they call it Bobby love mm-hmm. um, he's got quite a bit of episodes that are that are still up and coming I want to say he works his way all the way into like the eighth season yeah so yeah I think all he, right. I, I so, think he was a lifer yeah. I think he was, well, just about, you know, as close as to one as you can get, because I know mm-hmm. a lot of people, they, they dip after the first couple of good seasons. Um, so our cast of characters for Peggy's Pageant Fever are Hank, Peggy, and Bobby Hill, Lou Ann Platter, Dale and Nancy Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotree, Buck Strickland, Min, Supenusenpone, one, Lane Pratley, we have Marcy, <laughs> Sylvia, Angela, Helen, Paul, all cameos from uh, random pageant ladies, I suppose, mm-hmm. uh, Stuart Dooley. Which I don't remember in this episode. I don't remember Duly in this one either. There's also an unnamed man and a Mexican judge, which I don't, I don't remember.
1: The Mexican judge but. is the uh, beauty pageant judge, and he asks
0: Peggy if question in Spanish, takes the piss out of her. Yeah, that's 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 right. Yes. Uh, well, Mark, do you want to give us a synopsis? Um. Yeah. Sure. Peggy
1: gets too big for her britches and decides that she can win uh, the Miss Arlen Beauty Pageant, and hilarity ensues.
0: Yep, cuz Peggy is not the pageant type. I think we all can agree on that.
1: We really can.
0: <laughs> so our A story characters are Peggy, Hank, and I I threw Nancy in here because she pops up a couple of times and she kind of she helps take the piss out of Peggy in this episode. Yes, yes she does. Well, I mean, we can just kind of jump right into pros and cons unless you got any like kind of wonky notes you want to talk about. Um, I've got a couple
1: Man, I cannot... I can't... I don't even know what I wrote in any of these. Okay, number one, Lance <laughs> hair is back.
0: Yes. Um, it's, I um, think what this is, this is this, it's finally this officially
1: done. four, right? Like, damn, that came back fast, but good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Um. Animation note, the pageant matriarch, I don't know what you call her, coordinator. She's got brown hair <laughs> and a brown yeah. bow. Way to go, animation team. Um... Miss Heimlich County is just Nancy. I'm just gonna throw that out there right now, and I'm gonna get that out of the way, cause yep. we'll get into it with my pros. But man, that's literally just Nancy's animation scaled down by like point one five percent and same voice. Um, and yeah, I think that's I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so those are all my weird notes. Yeah.
0: Do you have any, sure. anything
1: that like stuck out weirdly to you?
0: Uh, I mean, kind of, sort of, but it's, it's just like little things that now on a rewatch, now that I'm paying like super detailed attention to, I'm starting to notice, uh, as they're going through like the opening shot of this episode, I have never seen that picture of shredded John Redcorn before.
1: That's one of, that was one of my notes, like pro (laughs) slash con. Why
0: do they have that? Like. I, I don't know. Maybe just to really drive it home that she's cheating with him because he's he's right there on the with the rest of her family in all of her family photos. We get it. Like we so get seems, it.
1: We, God, <laughs> do we get it, guys?
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we just saw this like two episodes ago. God, I know. Like But in case you oh, forgot. Yeah. Um I, love, I absolutely love Hank's response to Peggy badgering him <laughs> yep. about like, do you think I, would, I could win a beauty pageant? It's one of the smartest responses I've ever seen. And I have definitely <laughs> used almost that exact verbiage before. Of, that is what you call a loaded question because every answer, any answer I give you, it's a bullet and it's going to blow my brains out. <laughs> so like there is good. no way to win this. And it's he's very diplomatic about it, and it's like I don't want to hurt your feelings, so don't make me answer this question. And she keeps freaking answering, like she keeps freaking asking him. <laughs> oh, but I don't. <laughs> so I I love that response. That is some A plus writing, and it makes me think that somebody on that writing staff had a real gnarly conversation with their wife one time and had to find a way out of it.
1: <laughs> Which that's the best way to answer, man. Like you,
0: you just, you just duck and weave, you know? It is. Well, like, it's it's showing honestly that you respect your partner a lot more if you say it that way, I think. You yeah. know, like, I, I don't want to give you false hope and tell you, yes, sure, you can totally win a beauty pageant. I want to be real with you, but I also don't want to just totally shit all over you and be like, absolutely not, you'll never win in a million years. Because that's going to hurt you a lot more. Yep. Like, there's really no way to not hurt you in this conversation, so I'm just going to basically... Plead the fifth and say, yeah. don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I thought it was smart as hell. Good writing. Uh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, We are starting to get creepy Bill. Yes, we are. A little bit. I don't know if we've... Re- have we really seen creepy Bill yet, Mark?
1: We saw him in um Pregnant Paws looking... In, we saw him as Comb Over Bill. Remember looking into the window like while Hank and Peggy were doing yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, we... Yeah, we, yeah, this is like Bill's like next step into pant load final form
0: (laughs) into pant load Bill, which he's almost finished.
1: Like he's effectively run the great snake way and now he's training on King Kai's planet with the extra gravity. Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, he's there. Yeah, he is there. Hasn't Um, quite
1: gotten that spirit bomb, but oh, you just wait viewers. Maybe in the next episode, he's going to get that spirit bomb. He might, he might just
0: blow up the freaking universe. (laughs) Yeah, I, I like the weird creepy bill dynamic because I think it adds stuff to this. I think it adds a lot of like attention. And usually when they bring up creepy bill, he does it in front of Hank and then Hank kicks his ass or says something like, you shut your damn mouth, Bill. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just get her one of those push-up brassiers, you know. (laughs) Oh, it's great. Um, I made note of this as a pro because you and I live in Colorado. Colorado is not a big pageant state, and holy shit, do I – am I, like, super thankful for that.
1: Thank God. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I don't think I could deal with pageant culture. And the closest thing we did is, like, one of the 900 horrific things that our specific state is known for – Uh, every time I think of pageants, I think of Jean Benet Ramsey and how gross that was. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I don't think we really do pageants here. I'm pretty sure Miss Colorado was in a porno tape once. I believe she was. Yeah. That that was was a a big deal.
1: Yeah, that was a big deal. And then, um,
0: there was another one
1: with something Miss Rodeo, but I don't remember what it was. I don't. Yeah. yeah. Or we're just oh, not yeah. keyed into it, maybe. I don't know. Pageants are gross. I, I need I to get up to date on my though. porn. Like, I'm glad that we don't need... I'm glad that they're not really a thing so much anymore. I don't know.
0: No, to me, a pageant is very indicative of, like, Southern culture specifically, and I don't definitely... I definitely don't consider Colorado Southern. We're definitely Southwestern, you know. Yeah. I feel like we can share that title with New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, that, sh- that sort of shit. But we're definitely not really Southern, and Everything about a pageant is very much like okay, the big hair, the ob- obnoxious like dumb ditzy lady, the yeah. massive knockers, you know. It, it just seems seems strange to me that you want to get up on a stage and dress as pretty as you can, and then prove to everybody that not only are you pretty, but you're also not a backwoods hick. My like, God, this you, we don't woman knows how to colorless. read. Buy her a pretty picker. much, yeah pretty much like i'm like you don't have to do that with people from colorado especially women from colorado like y- you're not really gonna question if they can read or not or if they're f-ing their cousin whoa i definitely just said that
1: Ooh, johnny's horned up i love it
0: right, there you go that's all right you'll bleep me <laughs> maybe i but, won't yeah i i seem like i'm I, getting a little like <laughs> loose lately Getting a little cavalier <laughs> with the swears <laughs> it's okay um <laughs> Well, yeah. So, like, I I like that we don't have pageant culture here in Colorado. Absolutely, so. yeah. It also helped me kind of disconnect from this episode. I don't think I liked it as much because I've never been at a pageant. I've never seen a pageant. Shit! Didn't didn't our former president used to host them on like NBC once a year or some shit? Yeah, talked about grabbing him by the pussy. Remember? Remember that Johnny? And then and that's had, right. Then they have voted
1: for him, and they said, "Hey, let's do this. Let's try. Let's give this a try."
0: Yeah, yay! Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Cause hey, not um,
1: that woman. Ooh, boy! Wouldn't that be terrible if a woman was president? Ooh, mm, okay, that's yeah. not what we're here for. I'm sorry. I got, I got shit. It's no, damn it. This is not. Okay. It's the, You know what the problem is? It's Thanksgiving. We're. It's like bringing this shit up in us. <laughs> it's inherent. We're becoming our like parents.
0: Uh huh. We want to start that that uh, dinner time fight. It's also nine twenty three in the morning. I better
1: put some uh, schnapps into my coffee, huh?
0: I, I just finished mine, and I think I'm about ready to crack open a beer already because my, my father-in-law has not gotten here yet. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, sorry. We're, we're being no, you're good. I got, I've, got, I've got one more pro for sure, and it's okay. I like the ending of this episode because, once again, Hank makes a very smart decision in the beginning not to hurt Peggy's feelings, uh-huh. and he finds the absolute best fucking way, the absolute best way, to make her like feel better essentially at the end of this of you don't have to go through with this i still love you it does not matter if you win or not you're getting the dang truck
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so i like that i think it was smart writing as well they really i mean hank saves the day a lot that's kind of the the baseline of this series is hank is saving the day Mm -hmm. but I don't know many more times where you feel as good or feel as if it was earned as much as this one. Like, he genuinely tried real hard to make his wife feel good.
1: He he did. Hank is a very – Hank's a really good husband. We've kind of talked about it before. Like, I re- I'm i really – I. how do you do this? I like the way that Hank and Peggy love each other, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, they have their ups and downs. They have, like, normal – they have normal problems, but – you know that those two people very do genuinely love each other and that that makes me feel good inside if that i don't know it's if that makes sense i'm rambly sorry yeah, yeah I, no, but i no, like their good. love i like their relationship and this one you're right hank does really go above and beyond for this one for peggy
0: yeah oh yeah uh, what pros do you got man
1: um i got i got quite a few actually number 1 i really like peggy in this episode like okay we're not she's not obnoxious about it she Thinks that she has a genuine shot at this because she's a, a really big fish in a tiny, tiny pond, I think, with like Tom Landry middle right. school and maybe sometimes dipping into the high school. But like, she has no idea what she's doing, she has no idea what she's up against. Like, I like it though, she's not obnoxious about it, it's not in your face. She's I'm taking going a chance, to win. yeah, she, yeah, yeah. And but at the same time, too, she realizes halfway through that, man. Sometimes I don't need to be the strong female character. I just need to shut the fuck up and not do it. Like I like that too. And <laughs> like the lie, or not the lie, but the 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 what do you, the, the promise became so big that she gets into her own head about it, and then she's got to see it through. And then suddenly Peggy yeah. becomes Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Like it's and that's all what of a sudden you it. shouldn't all have pre ordered her. Shouldn't have pre ordered her. <laughs> 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 Watch those Black Friday sales, kids. They're gonna be cheap. I don't think it's a good game yet. I don't know. Anyway, um, another pro. <laughs> um, I don't know what that one means. And Miss Gribble. What is that one from? I don't know. We'll cycle around. Um, I love the Roadrunner Nightmare. Uh, I know what it is. Okay, go ahead. What is it? What is it?
0: It's so to- because it's one of my favorite moments. I can guarantee you, it's what it is. Okay. Uh, when when Bobby and Peggy are going through the scrapbook, they're talking about how Peggy used to be really hot. And she's like, I totally am still. And he's like, Yeah, but you're not like like Mrs. Super oh, hot yeah. and Miss Gribble. That's totally got to be it, right? <laughs> that, that was it. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Of being a
1: shithead, he's, he's, he's just so funny about it because he's still like got that honesty that only children can have. And Miss Gravel's
0: uh-huh. hot. I love that. Yeah. Oh yeah, she totally cuts him off. Like yeah. I get it, Bobby. We get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Roadrunner
1: nightmare bit. I love that. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then Bobby yes. wakes up screaming because Peggy triggered his nightmares again. Poor little guy.
0: Hmm.
1: <laughs> I, I. It's also like. Anytime we see Bobby wake up screaming, it's hilarious. And I know that's such a mean thing to say, but, like, Dad, the raccoons are back! Like, that's another <laughs> yeah. great one. It's... <laughs> um, I really, really appreciate that all the contestants are different voices. I bitched earlier about Miss Arlen being just, like, scaled-down Nancy. Like, this year's mm-hmm. model of Nancy. But every one of the uh, beauty pageant girls, or contestants, they are all different voices. And I liked that.
0: Yeah. They actually tried with this. Yeah. Like we don't usually get that from this team, but damn, did they try?
1: Yeah. Um, I have a pro to back up one of your points about creepy bill, but mine reads like, uh, bill, the turtle simping for Peggy. I love that. (laughs) Bill, the turtle. When you look at that animation of her driving by in the car, after she gets all done up and everything, bill has Uh like straight turtle face.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and I love it. Um, also finally, just one more, um, uh, uh, that, that Buck line, she could have smiled. Uh, she is smiling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that uh, it's not often you see Buck get put in his place and, oh man, does he get put over a barrel in this episode and it is satisfying.
1: <laughs> but so can I, can I touch that really quick? I love how that yeah. worked. Luann's, we've we've established Luann's only like what nineteen twenty years old. I love yeah. how they have that as the loophole. You got to be twenty three or whatever to compete. That's so good, like, because automatically you can't have Luann do it because Luan would totally win. Like, it's uh-huh. absolutely a blank slate for you. Just tell him this, honey. You tell him about world peace. Do your baton twirling and jig a little bit, and you're gonna you're you're gonna win, and that'll be fine. But she can't because she's not oh, old yeah. enough. And Boy, that's great. I love that. That's so good. That's so smart of them. Well done, gentlemen.
0: And they turned it from an episode that is very formulaic in, okay, well, Peggy's going to enter this pageant, and then halfway through the episode, so's Luann, and now they're going to fight each other about it, Mm -hmm. which we've seen a thousand times. And they didn't take the low-hanging fruit and went with the actually more interesting story of, yep, we're just going to see how far Peggy gets with this. (laughs) Yeah. So no I'm, I'm right there with you I think it was a very smart choice of them
1: yeah it was it was cool yeah that's it's
0: all I got, that's all I got for pros how about some cons buddy uh, so I don't have a lot here I some of them are more like personal I think but I don't know um so this episode to me is it's not a good Peggy episode okay. and I say that in a ve- like it's a very specific way like. If I say that without any context, you could be like, what the hell is wrong with you? This is a great Peggy episode. Right, right, right. I don't like this episode in reference to Peggy because it really showcases how bland of a character she is. How she really does not have a lot going on. Yeah. Now, that is one of the strengths of this show is that you're watching normal people. And normal people don't do the Homer Simpson route of, I'm going to be an astronaut or I'm going to go and climb Mount Everest or like every week doing something different. Normal Mm -hmm. people are normal freaking people. And this is a very normal person episode for, for Peggy. But I don't know. To me, it just felt like you guys have had a really good job kind of establishing her and building her up. And now you're reminding everybody for 20 minutes just how boring Peggy really is and why she wouldn't even have a shot in hell to try and win this thing because she is just too much. Right. Now, I don't know. Like, that being said... That's not the worst thing they did to her in this episode. Uh, Peggy's style in this episode is the worst. <laughs> her like weird <laughs> blue shoulder padded dress that she comes out with and she thinks she's all hot shit in. Like what the hell is that?
1: I think you're having a retro reference rage, but you don't remember fashion. I, oh movies. my
0: God. Because you were, you I, were I just guess... a boy.
1: You, you were just a young pup. Like you didn't pay attention to that.
0: God no! Does that's dumb as shit, dude? Oh, not, not even Elaine Bennis can make that hot.
1: Is that a sign? And I've show? seen
0: Elaine Bennis in f***ing shoulder pads. <laughs> wow, I really—it's—it must be early in the morning because I am dropping lots of f bombs. Um, so I've got—I got two more for you. We are become drunk uncle, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> yes. Um, I got two more for you, Mark. All right, buddy. Uh, I have a question for you. Okay. Why did we need to hear the entire chorus of Taking Care of Business before Peggy rolled up? You
1: bought it. They're going to use it. Get that oh BTO God. in right
0: there. You, nope. To me, to me, it sounds like they, oh, we, we need an extra 30 seconds because we just don't have enough written for this. So we're going to have Bill singing like a jackass for a solid 30 seconds cuz it's funny <laughs> to hear him do your like Cuz he oh doesn't know the
1: words like Yeah. I don't even like that song and I know all the goddamn words to it. I that's cuz everybody
0: sings it. Oh, <laughs> I don't, I don't like know. Either, man.
1: That song well enough, but I'm probably going to make our rating scale song that in the next 40 seconds off the top of my ass. And it'll still be more coherent than Bill. Oh shit! Now I got pressure. But still, like
0: now you got pressure, man. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, and then my last one here: Who in the hell is on the intercom talking to Buck? Because that definitely isn't Debbie. <laughs> that was one of my pros, and I missed it. Debbie voice. I
1: that was that was one of those ones. I was like, what the hell did that mean? I love that. I love. Well, yeah, because there's no way it's gonna be Reese Witherspoon yet. Like. It's true.
0: Okay! The, I-, do <laughs> I don't even know who on the cast is trying to do that voice. Like, it's so weird and distorted. Like, it could be any of them.
1: I love that. That's one of my favorite moments is Debbie's voice. That's so funny.
0: <laughs> like, it's, it's a con just because I know that that's not Debbie's voice. And it took me out of this so much like i i lost it oh no definitely
1: it totally just like derails any forward action you're like what the hell was
0: that no yeah it's oh it's great (laughs) oh so i mean those are my cons man what do you got do you got for cons um i have a
1: pretty big one and this is me at my comic book nerdiness (laughs) comic book nerdy ist um Dude, Leanne is in the um, pageant background. She's one of the contestants. They literally recycled the animation for her.
0: They oh just, shit! I didn't notice they that. They just
1: used the character model. Yeah, it's her in her barbecue getup. The 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 uh, weird like shoulder peasant shirt with the spaghetti straps. She's just right there in the background as one of the pageant characters. Or, or, or participants? Okay. Yeah. It that blew my damn mind apart. And it's not really even a con, just like I didn't know. You know what it is—a con. It's like weird, lazy animation. It's like when background characters just reappear in Family Guy and American Dad, but it's like totally different because this is a character who was just here trying to kill
0: people. Like, right? When she's been established as, as kind of a main character, or at least tangential to a main character.
1: Yeah, and it's and there she is. She's just right there. And then it makes makes me think. I'd love to watch an episode about um, Peggy and Leanne competing in this pageant together. And they're just being okay. completely outclassed by every other woman who, let's face it, is pageant material, because neither one of them are. But it's Ugh. just their own little shitty feud. Like, I think that'd be fun. But that might also... That also kind of sounds like a season 8 episode, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> that's, like, uh, scraped the bottom of the barrel for sure. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, And that's all I've really got for uh, cons. I feel bad for Peggy a little bit. They're... They're not mean to her, but man, they're kind of mean to her throughout the entire thing. Yeah. And I like I said, I definitely feel like there is a shift for Peggy when she realizes I can't do this, but I have to keep doing this. It's kind of like the same deal we had with um oh, I can't think of uh, within um Bobby Slam, where like okay. She took a position up, but like versus Bobby Slam where she had the conviction behind her position, like this is something that she believes in, this is her calling someone's bluff and realizing ah this isn't going to work out for me but i don't know
0: I don't, i'm very i'm very interested to see what i'm trying i'm interested to see what the backlash is for Peggy and Nancy's relationship so i don't know i don't know how they recover how long it takes them to recover you know it's not uncommon for Dale and Hank to just like get pissed off at each other and then just make up for it over a beer yeah but women are different, and Nancy specifically is – she's known to be very catty. Uh-huh. So it's like, okay, are you are you going to be real shitty? Or are you going to just like get over it for a while? Yeah. I don't know. I it's it, it, That's like the extra 20 seconds of this episode that they didn't need Bill singing that I would have rather seen is their resolution somewhere in the end there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm like even if it's just Nancy looking and feeling like you see a pain look on her face as Peggy is standing across the street without her shoes on. <laughs> yeah. Just that would have been, would have been fine. I'm like, "Okay, cool. There's there's some finality there." But I that's that's me. I mean, I'm not the writer for this show, but yeah. I feel like I know these characters well enough.
1: We're getting there. Like we're yeah, we're kind of we're almost getting to the point where we can be <laughs> obnoxious about it. I feel like you know what I mean?
0: Just just about, man. Yeah. Like one of these days, at the maybe at the end of this thing, you and I are gonna write a fan script and it's gonna be great. That's all I can ask. I don't know, they keep saying,
1: like, oh Mike Judge is in talks to reboot it. Call us Mike Judge.
0: Call uh, right, us. Like, please, please call us. <sighs> oh. Well, uh, I've got one retro rage for you. Okay. And it's the song that they are all dancing to in for the pageant. Okay. I don't think anybody knows Lover by Spice Girls anymore. And it was the biggest song at the time.
1: I got to flag that play because they play okay. it at work all the damn
0: time. <laughs> damn. Okay. Call me out on it. That's but good. I can't
1: because it's a grocery store and like I don't the, – the, 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 the politics and rules of grocery store music operate differently than the normal laws of man.
0: It's true. Like you're probably still listening to Smooth by Rob Thomas and Santana on repeat.
1: Yeah, um they they played the uh the Phil Collins version of Land of Confusion. That just to give you an idea of how oh, it is. Oh <laughs>
0: jeez. They played Depeche
1: Mode's People Are People and every time they do it it makes me want to kill myself. Like uh I hear Ace <laughs> of Base. I saw the sign 10 times a day, Johnny. It's at the same time wow. every day. Always like Right there about midway through when I'm ordering, trying to get the hell out of Dodge, but I still got about 45 minutes left, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Just like clockwork. And so, I don't know. Like I said, the the physics operate differently, but screw I it. Guess, I'm giving man. it to you. I got a retro reference rage, and it's grocery store music. Stop playing music at the grocery store. Go to hell.
0: Ah. Ah. Pretty much. Or if you're going to do it, at least do it like a like an elevator and just do the melody. Don't do the actual lyrics.
1: For a while there, and I know this is inside baseball, and I'm sorry, but... For a while there, we had a muzak cover of Shaggy's "It Wasn't Me." <laughs> it was fantastic, and I miss it because it was just like violins doing "It Wasn't Me," and you'd just be standing okay. there to the cellos.
0: "It Wasn't Me." What? Nothing. What? What's going on? It was. I will uh, <sighs> lay dollars to donuts that the best version of Aha's take on "Me" is not done by Aha. It's in fact done by Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I will fight to my last dying breath because, damn, did I hear that all the time when I worked for them. And it just makes way more sense having a stupid rat sing that song. Now, I don't know if they did the rotoscope because I don't remember that much, but I would bet they even tried. Oh, man. Oh, man. How about Well, Mark, you got moments. some favorite moments? Hey! I Feel like you and I are on the same wavelength now. I know we both uh, get to the point where like, boy, we
1: we gotta bring her back in. What's okay? Sorry, go ahead. You say your <laughs> no, thing. No, I, I kind of
0: named both of mine. Um, the, that's what you call a loaded question. Uh-huh. Is like like I said, it's just one of my favorite Hank things ever because it's so damn smart. And the whole interaction with Bobby and Peggy and her going, I am still beautiful. Okay. <laughs> 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 because he's just like, "Oh, I know better than to argue with my mom." Bobby okay. also
1: knows what a loaded question is. Like, Hank probably Yes, he does. Hank probably taught this Hank probably taught Bobby this like one of the first like critical lessons of fatherhood that he passed to him. Like, "All right, your mother's insane. This is going to come up a lot, okay, son?" Right? Yeah.
0: How about you, man? What's your favorite
1: moment? Um, I got a couple. Number one, I'm going to read this as my – I'm going to give you my moment that I'm going to read as my phone took it as autocorrect. Um, Min going, you look like Ronald McDonald.
0: (laughs) We totally skipped all of Min in this, and the three seconds she's on is some of the best. (laughs) It's
1: so good. I love bitchy Min. It's so good to see <laughs> Bitchy Min again. We haven't seen Bitchy Min in so long. Not since Bobby <laughs> Slam. And even then, she really wasn't there. Right? Like,
0: uh, <laughs> y- y- Wait, why are you going to clown car? <laughs> You're looking like Ronald McDonald, Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even take a joke. She's so stuck up. <laughs> so
1: <good. laughs> but then my phone auto-corrected it to, You look like Rabbit McDonald's. And that makes me happy. Because auto <laughs> my auto-correct is going insane lately. Like um and then also lady bird freaking out when peggy walks in i love that yep holy shit i am glad to see i know i just got done bitching about her pregnant pause but boy am i glad to see lady bird in this episode that is such a great
0: moment usually when lady bird is shitty with somebody it's a pretty good episode
1: Uh, except that one that we don't talk about
0: Talking about the Bernie Mac
1: episode. I don't know what you're talking about, Johnny. That looks like we're looking ahead to the future.
0: (laughs) Well, Mark, would you like to explain to the fine folks our rating system?
1: I would love to, but I let you down and I don't have anything clever. So I guess I just got to start taking care of business and maybe working a little bit overtime to get into it.
0: (laughs) Please, please do that.
1: So you get up every morning to your alarm clock blowing, and look at the charcoal episode in the mirror. It's a piece of shit, and just like you, you hate to see it, but anyway, you're gonna get through it. And if you make it there by nine, you can get to work on time, but you still gotta work all damn day. It's not a bad job, but you do it anyway, and that's what we call a butane. These are getting worse. I... Oh, shit. I didn't even do Megalo. Okay, we're scrapping the whole project. Anyway, after charcoal... <laughs> it was an admirable? try. <laughs> I tried so damn hard. So, at the very bottom, guys, is charcoal. Charcoal is trash. It is shit. It is not a good episode. You can't watch it. It's bad TV. It's a bad King of the Hill. You don't want to do it. Above that is Megalo rating. It's a little bit better, but it's still pretty shitty quality. It's a bronze. A shiny poo-colored bronze. Above that is Butane. <laughs> it's our silver metal rating. And as I'm halfway through this, I realize that I should have been talking about Thanksgiving food, but whatever, we'll save that one for Spin the Choice. Uh, Butane is an okay-ish episode. It's a silver medal ranking, it's got some goods and it's got some bads. Above that is Char King. Char King is a solid gold episode. It's really, really good with a couple just little things that stand out to you and maybe it doesn't last forever, maybe it's got some dated references, maybe the animation is trash and you're too mean to company man. Or, and then finally, after that, we've got our Blue Flame of Valor. That's the cream of the top, the tippity top, the best there is, the best there was. I've got to stop doing Randy Savage for it because that's also Eddie Guerrero. And I'm just freaking the hell out, Johnny. Man, this is Isn't how my it brain... is also Brett the
0: Hitman? <sighs> no. The best there is, the best there was, the best there will be?
1: Yep, that too. Yep, I'm freaking out. This is how my brain works. You're hearing it live, folks. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) did that make any sense? I sure hope so. Uh, absolutely. F to S rank. Here we go. Johnny,
0: what are you giving Peggy's pageant fever? So, so I gave Peggy's pageant fever a butane. Okay. You know, it's, I think silver, silver rank, C rank, whatever you want to call it. I think it's a solid episode. I definitely will still watch it when it comes up. You know, I don't hate it. I don't like how boring Peggy is in this episode. And I don't like that. I feel like it just detracts from her character. Yeah. So um yeah, you know really it's not a it's not a bad episode. It's just not in my like it's not my one of my ones, my go-to ones. You that's still for like sure. it,
1: yeah. That's that's fine. I'm not in love
0: with it, we'll say that. Yeah, there you go.
1: It's not gonna win the pageant. Yeah, for how about you, you Mark? <laughs> um, I gave it a butane. It's really the same reasons you okay. did. It's a fine episode, I just it's fine. That's all. That's it's really all it is. It's fine. But I'm not going to turn it off when I see it. And I liked watching it this time through a lot better than I remember it. So that was a plus. And we got Debbie voice. Sure. So that made it a solid, you know.
0: <laughs> we did. I, I would try and do one, but I can't make it scratchy or high-pitched enough. I mean – as far as this stuff goes, it's this is not the bottom of the barrel for the third season. We're in the thick of like really good episodes here. Yeah. It's definitely no pregnant pause. They got so, their shit together I mean, with it's this got, one. Like they did. Like they it's a it's a really solid episode. It's just not really anything to write home about. It's not super memorable. There's nothing real real silly in it other than Debbie's voice. Like it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Well, I'd say we wrapped that one up pretty well. What do you think? I, yeah, I think so. Let's 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 do this. I'm We, we got to get to this next one, Johnny. We got to get here. It's really exciting. And we have a couple of really good guest stars in this next one. I'm mm-hmm. sure you know who they are. Uh, so next episode is episode 42, Nine Pretty Darn Angry Men. Uh, original air date, November 17th, 1998. This is one of the uh, brain children of Jim Dotrieve. We previously saw him on Junkie Business, The Son That Got Away, The Company Man, Snow Job. He's got a couple more going up in here, and uh, I love Jim Dottrieve episodes. Yeah, he's really great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our cast of characters for this is Hank Peggy and Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dottrieve, Con Simponusenpone, Stuart Dooley, Cotton Hill, Tilly Garrison, Dee Dee Hill. Lane Pratley and Boyce Hubert. And then we have Jonathan, the uh, spokes guy for whatever marketing firm they're going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we want to give away our two cameos this episode, Mark?
1: We can or we can save them. Yeah, get, go ahead. Give All right, them we'll away. save them. Yeah, yeah. save, you nah, must, you, save okay. them.
0: You save them. Okay, we'll save them. We'll yeah. save them because I think uh, – I'm pretty sure that – You and I, like, we're going to bring them up specifically. I know you have a certain beef with one of them, (laughs) but you've already mentioned that in this podcast before. So (laughs) Um, our our synopsis for this episode, the guy's focus test, a new riding mower over Black Friday. Cotton makes his thoughts about said mower known in a very cotton way.
1: Yeah, I think that's about it.
0: Yeah. It's a Thanksgiving episode. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We're here. It is. We're, we're here. And honestly, like this, this show does Thanksgiving better than just about every other's. I would put this up there. This and Bob's burgers make me love Thanksgiving. Every time they do an episode, I'm like, okay, it's solid. Yeah. I think that's kind
1: of like our thesis for this podcast is, or one of the theses, like thesis sub one is this is like where King of the Hill shines as Thanksgiving episodes.
0: Absolutely. I don't know if I, there's a really a bad one. Yeah. I don't know um so our a story is it's the guys hank bill dale Boomhauer. uh we can throw in a couple of other people there the whole story is basically centered around the gang from the alley and cotton and a couple of random offshoot characters like uh like con and and lane prattley and Boyce hubert like really the bulk of the episode is these guys in their whole conversations and then we have kind of a small b story if if you will um you've got luann and bobby uh, I re- I'm realizing now that when I watch this, I definitely saw them animate Buckley and had him talk. And yet he is not credited in this episode. So guess who's going to get put it back into this episode? Ho, 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 ho. It's going to happen. Uh, and then Peggy also is got her own like subplot B, but it's not really a subplot B because she just doesn't do anything. She shows up and then sleeps the rest of the episode. So yeah. It's kind of dumb.
1: I, I kind of like it, though. It's so it, it's it's. It's a good way to it's a good joke at Peggy's expense. She's so horned up to go shopping and what does she do? She sleeps through it. I love that. Like
0: I I just so that we can kind of squash it now. I love the reaction of the guy who has to fix her shoe and he just goes, "Wait a minute, I thought you said a ladies loafer." <laughs> Cuz it, it makes totally all calls the difference. Her out. Uh-huh. Well, it went from about 5 minutes to this is going to take a while. Oh, it kills me. It's um, a uni. So, yeah, right. It's a uni loafer, Mark. <laughs> do you got any notes on this this bad boy? I got a shitload of notes, and I'm gonna. Okay, we're gonna do this one as. Throw Stephen at me King's
1: we're gonna do this like Stephen King's it, Johnny. If one of us gets too excited, we got to give the other one the beep. All right.
0: <laughs> beep beep, Mark.
1: Beep, Okay, beep. good enough already. First note, yay! This one, blue flame. Already calling it. Um. <laughs> Um, this is note sub one to the last episode. We mentioned Lane we mentioned Lane Prattley Pratt- Pratt- is one of the judges. I think that was yes. our first Lane Prattley appearance and now he's back again. I think they it's, had to he did not
0: speak in the last episode. yeah,
1: he was just there and now he's he's yes. back back again. Lane Prattley's back. Tell a friend. um
0: <laughs> he's also a horse's ass. but... He
1: is a horse's ass
0: <laughs>
1: but he's also a pervert, Johnny.
0: Yeah,
1: yes. <laughs> um, and his daddy ain't doing so good. <laughs> Poor Wayne. <laughs> Poor Wayne <Prattley. laughs> Um Did Hank just grab his lawnmower for the halftime show just to sit on it to be weird? Like, or whatever. They're on all the alley you know, and I, his mom sticks her head out. You told me to call you when Celine Dion was off the field. That tells me that there's a Thanksgiving football game going on. So... Right. Hank is sitting on his mower in the alley, drinking the beer. Did he pull his mower out of the garage to sit on it in front of the guys? It's just a weird note. It was a weird moment for
0: me, but whatever. Well, and when you stop and think about it, even in Texas, in the end of November, he shouldn't still be mowing his lawn. Texas physics,
1: man. Like talked about it before. I don't know.
0: I it's it's true. But I mean, like the the grass is going to go into hibernation at some point, like it's just going to stop getting water and stop growing. It's not like he lives in Costa Rica or some shit.
1: Well, I I appreciate that, but you're forgetting one crucial point, Johnny. This is Raleigh St. Augustine grass.
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's Raleigh St. Augustine. My mistake, guys. I was expecting this to be just some sort of like basic bitch fine fescue or Kentucky blue. Nope, never mind. It's Raleigh St. Augustine. I'm putting my place
1: i love you so much dude
0: (laughs) i shouldn't know this much about grass but i used to be a groundskeeper guys there's a reason for it i'm not just some weird like fetishist
1: thank god i don't know if we could be friends if you got off on
0: grass (laughs) maybe dude it'd be real easy well yeah it's everywhere um what, what else you got mark we're, okay. we're diverting here
1: right, beep beep here we go um hank had the mower at halftime is the stuffing bad did peggy make the stuffing or did <laughs> tilly make the stuffing is it really bad is bill trying to be polite and not offend cotton because he's so afraid of cotton so he has to be pant load bill and get just still agree whatever i don't know yeah um a lot of first in this one maybe Peggy's headlamp is a first. This is the first time we've seen it. I
0: wrote it down too. Itty bitty headlamp. (laughs) Uh.
1: I guess that was the only first. Not a lot of them. But yeah, the headlamp. The headlamp is here.
0: I've got another first for you. Okay. Bill's brown bowler hat makes its first appearance, and I know it comes back.
1: Yes, it does. That's his (laughs) I'm getting dressed up suit.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's such a bill hat. Like nobody else could pull it off. <laughs> uh, that's one of my pros is the boys all
1: dressed up. I love that little little bit of them walking down the hall all dude it up and ready to go to the focus group cuz this is the biggest thing right? they got. They're going to talk about this focus group every day for the next 2 months and you know it. Hell, I bet this Absolutely. gets them into April when like the 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 first cut of the year has occurred, they're going to be talking about this damn focus group like
0: and on about how they saved the mason yep they saved the 1500 with this shit yeah i i love that Boomhauer is the only one that's totally like just don johnson rolled up sleeves and everything
1: yep <laughs> oh yeah uh, do you have any do you have any weird notes that stood, stood out to you bud
0: um no i mean i've got some pros here okay i think this might be the our first face to face that's not a flashback of cotton and tilly uh, yeah. And damn, yeah. do we get a lot out of it. Like, we get a lot of material out of Cotton and Tilly in this episode. What's it's that? a huge plus for me because, like, oh. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he's such a shithead. He's like, so we're getting terrible. into prime cotton. Yeah. Um, I, I also wrote down here that there's lots of firsts, including Bill's brown bowler hat and the itty bitty headlamp. Mm-hmm. Um,. <laughs> I've got that. Not only are do we have great cameos by celebrities in this, but they actually interact with each other, and that is not normal. Yeah. You know, you don't normally have somebody that is you know just on for a cameo spot interact with another person there for a cameo spot. Like usually they just stick to the main characters. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they work really, really well. Uh, Do you want me to give away now who our cameos are? Yeah, I was gonna say. Go ahead and get into that. Who are who are our cameos, Johnny? So, uh, one, Lane Pratley has already been mentioned on King of the Hill. He he got mentioned all the way back in season one in Hank's Got the Willies, Mm -hmm. but he was never actually on the episode. It was a throwaway joke, basically, of, Mm -hmm. well, what are you you doing now, Bobby? You're crushing Dwight Yoakam's windpipe? And sure (laughs) enough, Lane Pratley is voiced by Dwight Yoakam, (laughs) which I think is amazing. Um, We get a lot of cool old country stars on this show. Yeah, we really do. And we haven't even made it to fanfare, is fair? But it can be um,
1: unfair if you don't wait to turn in
0: line. Because <laughs> that's unfair. <laughs> uh, and then, and then um, and, well, and it sucks because the original voice of Lane Prattley is Dwight Yoakam. They don't get him back for the rest of this. Yeah. I, I think it's just like a one off, and then they have somebody else do his voice. But at least the very first time, and he does a good enough job that somebody can copy it. And then this honestly might be the last appearance of Boyce Hubert. I think
1: it is going back to my point of how many damn reverend slash ministers does Ireland have? But
0: yeah, and we we get some backstory and it's it's very dark, basically about drowning kids at a baptism and all that stuff, and it fits very well with his cameo voice of Billy Bob Thornton. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. <laughs> so I I don't I really I like these two characters. I think they add a lot. Uh, they they're just kind of like the wild cards in the room with them for the focus group. Yeah. But th- that's what I had for uh, for pros, man. Okay. Um, I got
1: a ton of pros. Let's let's hear them. Number one, we bitch a lot about, or we don't bitch. We talk a lot about how, like, outside of like throwaway lines, if a if a character has another voice has the same voice actor, like Stephen Root doing. Buck and Bill, we didn't see a yeah. lot of but we didn't see a lot of Bill in Peggy's Pageant Fever. We got him singing, taking care of business, and I honestly think mm-hmm. maybe that was just to like fill that little bit of a Bill gap, so like we didn't miss him too bad. But like, man, holy shit, does Toby Huss knock this one out of the park, dude? Between yeah, Con and wow, can't even say it. Between Con and Cotton in the same room at the same time vastly different there's no overlap in anything it's it's great like holy shit dude like blue flame of valor
0: to toby huss in this one because oh my god it's a tour de force and i think just a couple episodes ago you were talking about how it's very infrequent to have a con and cotton episode because of the other yeah and this yeah oh yeah they both shine real hard in this episode
1: (laughs) yeah um God Cotton is awful. He's just awful. He's terrible throughout, especially at the end yeah. there. Holy shit. He's just, if you're in the baptizing business, I want you to drown my boy. God yep. damn. But that's like the second time that he's talked about drowning Hank too. Like he talked about it next to Shin or whatever. Like, ah, I should have just drowned him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> damn Cotton. <laughs> damn. He's cold-blooded, man, but cold-blooded. he's always presented that way. Yeah. Um, I forgot how much old ladies stink. Ooh fantastic line (laughs) and that just that there should tell you how much i love this episode because that's just my pro list johnny like um yeah the boys are all dressed up that's cute pump jockey works for tips here it is johnny
0: we're getting it pump jockey that's i don't know how many times in my life i have heard you say that mark (laughs) i swear it's every time i see you in person every (laughs) time like when you and i lived together for that brief period like i'm pretty sure it was every single day i heard you say it I think that's like, how
1: we said good morning to each other. Like,
0: Just about. <laughs> <laughs> you and I had our own language. It's it's cool. Benson didn't get involved in that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, another pro.
1: God, I love this episode. I took time to write that in my damn notes, Johnny. I love this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, This writing is fantastic. All of it. There is not a bad line. There is not a drop line. There is not a thrown away line. There is not a line that doesn't get used and used well. Like, yeah, everything is great. My favorite line or or like my try this again. Um, This episode normalized a lot of stuff for me. Number one, Hank uses beer as a sleep aid. I'm pretty sure I saw this when I was 14. I was like, oh, you can do that. And now guess what I need every night to sleep? Probably a beer and a handful of melatonin. Um, it also (laughs) normalized the line, you're taking advantage of the situation. I say that all the damn time, and I did not realize until viewing it this morning that that line came from Cotton. Holy shit. This is literally a fundamental formulating episode for me as a person, Johnny. Oh, God. I'm giving myself the beep. You got any cons? Um,
0: I have a couple. But there's not a lot here. Um, where is Gary? Who? Gary Kasmer. We get Tilly in this episode. We get uh, Cotton in this episode. We get Dee Dee in this episode. Where in the hell is Gary? Why isn't he there? You got Dwight Yoakam and you got Billy
1: Bob Thornton. You cannot afford um, – oh my god, not Harvey Weinstein. Carl Connie, Reiner. Thank
0: you. <laughs> you cannot Carl af- Reiner. You cannot afford Carl Reiner. Like, I'm not okay with it because I would honestly swap one of them out. I want to see Gary like get into it with all of the shit Cotton says to Tilly no, nah, he can't. He like, you can't know because... it wouldn't have flied.
1: No, but you can't. It wouldn't work that way because that's the climax of the episode is Hank standing up for Tilly. If Gary's there to take the piss out of Cotton, then we don't get Hank standing up for Tilly because he doesn't have to.
0: I guess. I don't know. I miss Gary, man. Any I Any opportunity to have him, it should be used, but I gotcha. But you, you make a, a solid point.
1: If we use him willy-nilly, we don't love him as much, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh okay, so I got another one here, and okay. it's definitely more of a technical thing. Um when it comes to what the guys have and what they use as far as their own personal stuff, you know, Hank and Dale and Boomhauer all usually have some pretty nice stuff. They've all got decent leaf blowers, they've all got decent mowers, like all that sort of stuff. And Bill usually has got like the bargain basement shit, right? Uh-huh. Or it's something that he's had for twenty years and it just barely works, right? Yeah. Hank implies in this episode that he has the same mower as Bill because he talks, we'll just get you a cup holder for your mason, Bill. Yeah. I don't see Bill having a mason 1500. I'm pretty sure that when they do the uh, the mower races with Hank blowing out his ass, mm-hmm. that Bill's got something completely different from them than a mason 1500.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a really solid, so, yeah.
0: This is just me, like, getting real deep cuts because I'm, I'm all meta and I've watched this shit so many times. I'm like, Bill doesn't have a Mason 1500, and he wouldn't even if he had the money because he likes just garbage. He spent it on s- chocolate sandwich cookies. <laughs> um And then my last one here, it's definitely something that just kind of informs the character of Bill. Okay, and I, it's it's one of the things I don't really like that much about Bill. I get it. It makes him a more whole character. But we really see where it develops in this episode. Hank loves to make everyone's points and opinions for them. Mm-hmm. Makes it very clear in this episode. Nope, uh, we don't like this. Uh, I'm always the one telling you what to do. Shit, they call it at the very end. Um, if I'm always speaking for you and you're, I'm always right, then technically you're always right too. Right, Bill? I realized watching this episode that we have finally stumbled upon why Bill is so freaking dependent on everybody, especially Hank. Yeah. Because Hank will not let him think or do anything for himself. Yeah. And Bill's dependence, while it is very necessary for character building, God, it's annoying sometimes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And Hank is like the biggest enabler of it. He's a codependent enabler. <laughs> He is a codependent enabler, just like Too Tall Jones said. Um, so, I mean, those are my cons. Really, there's not a lot in this episode. Yeah. Um. Um.
1: Oh, I have I have a con for you. Mm-hmm. Once again, another normalization. I understand Hank's. I understand Hank's hatred of change. Cause boy, do I hate change too. And I realized yeah. that one today too. I was like, damn, Hank, he'll inform me. It's weird. Um, also, I've got a real big con. When they're at the ice rink, what song is playing, Johnny?
0: It's the Hay Song.
1: Yeah. You know who wrote the Hay Song?
0: Who wrote the Hay Song, Mark?
1: A guy named Gary Glitter, and he's a goddamn pedophile.
0: Oh, jeez. That's my retro reference rage is the Hay Song. And it makes sense because they're doing it because of Buckley.
1: I get it. No, I 1,000% why they get why they picked it, but mm, calling out pedophiles anytime I can. Sure. But yeah, that's literally all I got. I got nothing to bitch about with this one.
0: That's good. Well, let's get to favorite moments. And you are not allowed to say every cotton line.
1: That's fine.
0: Because I want to say every cotton line.
1: I'll let you say every cotton line if you let me say anytime con talks.
0: Because holy shit. Sure. Sure. (laughs) I have two specific cotton lines that I wrote out here. Okay. One of which I use – I I have a very ridiculous story about. So – and the other one is is I just – I lost my shit and so did my wife when we were watching this earlier. The uh, she tried to poison me with chicken and it was it was chicken almondine. It was cyanide woman. <laughs> I every, like I lost it. And my wife just sat next to me and just covered her her face like she couldn't stop laughing. Um so this other line there's a story behind it. Okay. There was a period about 2 years ago where my wife she was having troubles like swallowing. And so she went to the doctor and they did a, a scan or whatever on her throat and in her neck and all that stuff. And they told her that she had these, like, lesions on her thyroid. Oh, my God. Okay. We call them nodules. And it's not uncommon. Like, a lot of women get nodules and shit. I guess thi- thyroid cancer is super common but also super cure- curable. And that's, like, a good indicator of it. Oh, shit. But basically, like, her thyroid had swollen and it looked like she had a goiter. Okay. So... Being the absolute loving husband that I am and trying to normalize this, I just looked at her when she came back and told me all about it and just went, good God, you got a fat neck. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it put the biggest smile on her face. Aww. And to this day, I mean, we we say it to each other maybe once a week, once every two weeks. It is it is a term of endearment because she no longer has nodules. It was just something weird that they saw. Either that or they just went away. So it's not even a problem anymore, but oh man! Anytime we talk about goiter, she just looks at me and gets this coy ass <laughs> smile and just goes, "Good God, you got a fat neck." Oh,
1: that's so sweet.
0: So, those are those are my two favorite moments. Oh, ow. awesome moments! Yes.
1: Um, yeah, literally any time that Khan opens his mouth is a favorite moment. I love it when he's like spooning the mower. I love this mo. I love that. And then <laughs> I hate that mower. Anytime he talks, you have father issues. I have them too, but I i don't project it here. Like, I just. This I is love a good Khan. mower. I, I yeah. I just I love every time Con talks. Um, <laughs> what kind of systems do you analyze? Oh, who cares? You're over your head already. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, um, I love Hank's montage of swaying the guys. That's fantastic. That whole little bit.
0: Yes. Um, what's What's your favorite way that he sways someone?
1: I it's it's a toss up between, uh, Dale. Oh, also another first. Is this the first time that Dale uses Rusty Shackelford as an alias? It is not. We've talked about him before. When um for for Hank's dirty laundry, he brought up Rusty but he did No, he
0: specifically named rusty in yeah he episode. named
1: it but has he used rusty as a thing yet
0: maybe not maybe this is his first use
1: that, that's what i mean yeah like this is his first time of of dale being rusty shackleford
0: right right yeah but, you might be right
1: yeah um sorry totally got off my own thing there um, no that's yeah. that's necessary to point out <laughs> yeah a lot of firsts in this one that are so weird like that that Man, it's weird what this one laid down for the future. You know what I mean? Um, no, favorite oh, yeah. favorite swaying of it. Damn, dude, it's either... I, I don't know. I don't have a favorite. Like, I love cons. I hate that mower when it just flips over. I love Bill's crushed face when the cup holder dies. But then, man, I also <laughs> love... Um, I love Hank just turning off the lights and Dale losing his goddamn mind. And him going, yep, all yeah. right, that's one. Like he knows that Dale's. It's Dale done. for me. Like, Dale's out. Like,
0: yeah, it's Dale for me. In the in the two uh, one way mirror, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Well, we can well, go you say on and we on. We give this guy a rating. Yeah. We yeah we got. Yeah, because otherwise it you it. and I are going to have to just we're just going to have to beep beep the rest of the freaking episode. We're, we're going to put careful. the
1: episode on and just watch it together. That's what we're going to do, and you guys have to listen to us. <laughs> you have to listen to us just quoting 3.1 seconds ahead of everything and yelling lines and at chuckling. each other and yep and just laughing yep <laughs> oh god
0: what are you giving it johnny uh so i gave nine pretty darn angry men a char king man okay it's not quite to the blue flame it's damn close though this is arguably one of the best cotton episodes yeah it's got a really solid plot um Maybe it's because I've seen that Nine Angry Men or or Ten Angry Men or whatever the hell it the The movie, the play. I've seen that done a a hundred times, I feel like. Yeah. In every conceivable way. I've seen all female versions. I've seen like all black versions. I, I, I like that plot and I like the idea that one guy is so stuck to his convictions that he wants to convince everybody else. Like, hey, you need to give this a fair shake. I like that. And Hank is the absolute perfect character to do that. It's the most believable so to me it works very well with these characters and we get so many good people in this we get lane Prattley, who will continue to come back i think we're going to get rid of our stupid reverend we get really good stuff from con and cotton in this we mm-hmm. get to kind of flesh out a lot more about the rest of the guys um like it's just it's solid man and then hank gets his big defiant end of hey uh, you need to stop talking shit on my mower and on my mom.
1: Yeah, it's it. Yeah, he's Hank is great. Hank. Yeah. Any. Yeah. It's Takes it's it's, real, it's almost. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It is almost a blue flame for me. Like it's real close. I'm I'm willing to call this almost a char flame. <laughs> char flame. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, how about you, man?
1: I I'm sure you can already guess, and I feel uh, not guilty because I. I feel more justified in this one than I did with um Oh god, Johnny help me out. What the, the, I feel plastic more justified with this one. No, well, I was going to say the unbearable blindness of laying, but I gave that one a charking. Yeah. Uh plastic white female. Um man, I'm giving this one a blue flame. I love literally every second of this episode. There is not a bad second. There is not a down second. There is not a line that doesn't hit. It's not hilarious. Yeah. It's great TV. It's you it's, and that's that's the point. It's a great episode of television in general, not just. And, and, it's parodying yeah. a pretty solid play, like you're saying. Like, it, a pretty well-known subject material, and it does it damn well. Like, just that at yeah. its surface. Like, this could be such a trash episode if they wanted it to be. And, damn, is if it is not a fantastic episode. Oh, uh, it's yeah. lovely. I'm yeah. calling it Blue Flame, yeah
0: well alrighty I think we're about finished up for this week yeah I think we are we better we better get out of here well before we do that we gotta let the fine folks know where to contact us Mark well
1: before we do that I got a very important question to ask you do ya yeah do you still like King of the Hill
0: Johnny hey Mark I still love King of the Hill how about you man
1: oh I
0: still love King of the Hill (laughs) I'm glad to hear you use that L word where can those good people find us buddy uh, these good people can find us at dangoldpodcast at gmail dot com if you are uh, the emailing type. We also are all, we are also on Twitter at dangoldpodcast. I am on Twitter at krautballstream, kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball, and stream as in a profession I used to have but no longer do. How about you, Mark? Where can they find you?
1: Um, you can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter. You can find me on the Two Wizards podcast, which is my other podcast that I do. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, I'm thankful for you, Johnny, and for our listeners and happy Thanksgiving to you, buddy. And listeners, you won't hear this on Thanksgiving, but I hope your holidays were good. Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: Thanks so much, guys.